welcome back to Diamonds for a Point. I hope you guys are catching up with this story because <laughs> there is a conclusion to all this stuff that I'm telling you about. We've gotten off track a little bit because I've I've brought Linda Curry in and I've given you a bit of a, a down low on Cardell, another friend of mine. Um, I guess those are some of the factors that affect women um, who are engaged in criminal behavior and reasons that we're in jail and, and, and some of us just aren't as bad as we seem. Maybe we are. Maybe we just snap out of it later. I'm not sure. But look, I hope that you're starting to enjoy the story and, and I hope that it's starting to reach you in a way that could maybe change your views or, or maybe we can find some holes in the system and, and fix them for the next generation to come. So at this stage, we were up to where I was in prison and um, I had two carers and they both ditched me. Um, both because... In, in their own way, couldn't cope um, with their life sentences, which is fair enough. Um, we, we all cope with trauma differently and going to jail is, it is really traumatic. Um, not to say that the reasons we're in jail for aren't valid. I'm not trying to say that at all because, you know, where is the solution there? I have seen some people that have written some stories um, some blogs and, and some interesting ones of, of changes to incarcerations. And look, there's some valid points there, but this is the system we're dealing with at the moment. And this is the story we're at. So I had to find two more carers. To be in jail with your baby, you have to have carers. And remember, guys, I had a cesarean, so I have to have someone help me with the baby for the first six weeks. Now, if I was to pick something up that was too heavy or if I was to pull any muscles or pull the internal stitches it's not as easy to get to a hospital as what it would be on the outside so women fake medical problems just like men do in hospitals we get to the hospitals and we've got access to things that we shouldn't so so there's a big security thing to get through if perhaps anything happened and, and so much stuff there there has been women that have passed away in jail I don't know any of them so I've got no stories on those to tell you but I, I do know of stories that have been quite tragic with deaths in prison so the last thing you want to do when you've got a cesarean is not have a carer and having to pick your baby up all the time bath her and, and all that kind of stuff so I had to find two so I get give it a list on the list is six people Two of them are already gone. They don't want to be a part of it. Two of them were no longer in jail, so they couldn't be my carers. Uh, and the other two I was left with. So one of the carers was very active within the jail. She had been in there for about 15 years already and mentally strong, fantastic. You would say a normal person had um, been convicted of a double murder in Queensland. Um but she had progressed through the jail and she was doing her time well. But in doing that, she was involved in a lot of activities within the jail, which means she wasn't always available. So my primary carer was one woman. Now, she gave me the heebie-jeebies, I've got to tell you. She was in there for murder. She was quiet, soft-spoken and eerie, really eerie. Um... I'd seen her from afar many times. I'd walk past her. I'm sure I'd said hello, smile. Yeah, how you doing? 
But she wasn't someone that I would have warmed to. But she was my only choice. And um, it's funny how life takes you in places and it gives you no choice. And we have to learn to adapt and work them out. So she had to move into the mother's unit with me, which meant she had her own cell and she had all the luxuries of a mother's unit. Mother's unit has a couch in it and has a bath in it. Um, and also too, you have four cells, whereas the other units all have six. There's no double ups, which means you're always single in these cells. Whereas in the other units, you'd have one person on the bed and one person on the floor. So inevitably the mother's unit is full maximum of four prisoners. You've got the same amount of rations. You've got the same amount of everything to divide between your unit. And so therefore the mother's unit is hmm, luxurious. It is luxurious for prison. Um, she didn't really talk much to me when she moved in and, and, and there was this awkwardness. And like, I've got to entrust this, my baby with her and she was in there for murder and just the rumors about her, things just weren't right. So I thought, oh, it was probably the second night that she'd been in there and I thought, I've got to sit this woman down. I've got to have a talk to her because I need to know who it is who's helping me with this baby and make sure that she knows my boundaries, my rules and and what I expect from her. So we sat down and, and we had a talk and she started to open up and, and tell me about why she was there and it was it was the most saddest story. And I remember thinking to myself, she's not quiet. She's not eerie. She's lost. Her eyes were lost. She was lost in a place. She'd never been on drugs. She'd never been around criminals before. I mean, she knew one person who was a criminal. Um, she had two little girls on the outside. She had children really young, which I related to because so did I. It's very hard. And she had become a sex worker. The father was not earning money and he was not helping with bills. So that's what she decided to do. And eventually she left him um, because he wouldn't get off his butt and, and support the family. And she was obviously doing things to support the family that were pretty full on. So inevitably she's, she's left him. Um, she's met up with a client and the client was quite nasty to her within the relationship once he had her living with him and she was vulnerable he then started to physically abuse her and um long story short is the guy got murdered not by her by someone else whether she did or did not ask him to do it is is not what we're here about today but as she was unveiling her story she went and got paperwork from her trial to show me, to prove that this guy really did hurt her. And I, and I said to her, sit, it's okay. I believe you. And the look on her face was like someone just turned a switch on, just saying, I believe you. She just opened up. The next day was like a different person was living in the unit with me. She was cooking in the kitchen and oh, she was a great cook the way fantastic you don't get a lot of options in jail and this woman could cook up a storm and she would spend hours and hours in there cooking 
from scratch amazing meals she started to smile more and she started to stand a bit taller now in jail you have medication and even if you want panadol or any type of pain relief anything at all you have to stand in what's called a medical line so at the end of each day and at the start of the day the lolly trolley gets pushed around now the lolly trolley has got everyone's meds on it their names whatever else then you stand in line and sometimes it can take 20 minutes half an hour to get your medication but you stand there with a cup of water you wait for you know your turn in line and they give you the medication however or whatever it is tablets I don't know usually tablets then you have to open your mouth and prove that you've swallowed it because some people get their medication spit it out later and then everyone has a party on it nevertheless medication line was a drama if i had to get in line for panadol having had a baby and everything else and i also had to have vitamins and stuff which again you can't have unless the medical trolley gives it to you um because i've had a baby um you're waiting in this line for 20 minutes half an hour now i've got the only baby in jail i'm surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of women missing their children and I'm the only one with the baby. So what we would do is we would put this like, um, you know, the the wraps that you wrap your baby in, the little light um, cotton things. We'd put that over the lid of the pram and that way it kind of gave them a little bit, you know, less sticky beaking. Because if anyone's caught touching the baby, other than the carer or the mother in the jail, it's a breach. Breach means your baby gets removed. So we had to deter anything and constantly telling people no doesn't get you very popular. So we're standing in line and there was a woman in front of us and she must have been fairly new to the jail. Most of the women knew they could not touch the baby, especially in front of an officer. Like when you're standing in line, the officers are watching the whole line and they're especially watching me because I've got the baby and so I stand out like dog's balls. So... Nevertheless, this new person's there and she turns around so quickly and grabs the sheet off the pram to have a look at the baby. I'm sure she had the best intentions. My carer, like a ninja, comes out of nowhere and just grabs her arm and she's like, don't touch the baby. And she's like, oh my God, what's that? Oh, that, that was, what, what have I done wrong? And I said, look, it's a breach, please. Don't touch the baby. You get me in trouble. Officers are watching us. If I have a breach, the baby gets removed. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. She was horrified. She was, it was startling. I was startled. So I'm standing there with my glass of water, a hand on the pram. I turned to my chair and I said, that was some ninja shit right there. Where the hell did that come from? And she looked at me and she said, I can't lose you guys now. I need you. You're the first person who's believed me without having to prove myself. And I thought that right there is friendship. That right there is what us women do for each other. Sometimes all we need is that one person to say, I believe you. We got our medication and we got back to our unit. We had heaps of laughs, heaps of fun. But that woman come out of her shell, her eyes opened, the light switched on, 
because one person said, I believe you. Guys, we've got Diamonds for a Point, the group, which is on Facebook. We've got Diamonds for a Point on TikTok as well now. Um, We're opening up more and more social networks. Sometimes, guys, just that one friend is what gets you through some of the most darkest hours. Please join. Please reach out. This podcast is is about true friendships. It's about walking through some of the worst moments of my life and coming out of it the better side. I think for me, my worst times have been when I've tried to do it alone. We're not counsellors. We're not trained in anything. But if we can just listen, talk, tell our stories, maybe we'll just get that one step ahead for each other. Women empower each other. Girls put each other down. Together we are stronger. I hope you're enjoying the podcast.